Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. Verse 17, rather. It says this. Are we all there? Wonderful. It says in the verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. So we have our liberty where the Spirit of God is. And if we have our liberty where the Spirit of God is, anytime we engage the Holy Spirit, anytime we engage the Spirit of God in us, we step into the place of liberation. So yes, we have been saved when we believe in Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior. But for us to step into a place of liberation in our body, in our soul, as we walk on earth, we need to engage the Spirit. So the Bible says, praying in the language of the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, you build up your faith. So in the next few minutes, I want us to lift up our voice and begin to pray in the language of the Spirit. We are engaging ourselves. We are disconnecting from the flesh, the place that grounds us from coming to the place of perfection in Christ. The flesh prevents us from perceiving the mind and knowing the will of God. The flesh drives us into the place of sin and feeds on desires that are not desires of God. But as we pray in the Spirit, we exalt the Spirit of God in us. We engage our spirit to partner with the Spirit of God and starve our flesh that God's perfect liberation will be what made known in us. So I want you to just lift up your voice and just pray in the language of the Spirit right now. Masa fala doke, iketeteke brentos, zakata branta kasafrantas, usufuro dodogodo brontos, iketeteke brentas, mukotogo branda satavanta, ivrata tatataya, madegos uborododos, ikaparananamanats. Zika pandala gabrantas, zika prando sufrantas, ika tototosa, malaka teteketes, ika tokabrantas, zika branta kadoste, zifranta kadabrantas, ikoto brandas katatai, rapratatatatatai, ileke toko bronto kodos, ika banta la labrantas, zika branta kadia satai. Malenko tom paradias, zifranta kadia kadom paradai, 
Zifranta kadushi dinima antaya. Antala gabranta kadia sufranta. Ilelele branda kadushada la branda. Aliku shadananamalagadia katanka. Zifranta kadum prandia kataiga. Makadushi digimanta. Azinko tom branda kadia. Alenko to bronto kompo. Alego to bronto kompo. Alego to bronto kompo. Alego to bronto kompo. Alego to bronto gonto. Zifranta kataika. Aleka to lika pranta yata. Zifranta kadaika. Mai kado shadala gabranta kaika. Atakata kata kata kata. kata kata kata. Ikadalagadabrantas, he says, praying in the spirit, mm-hmm. you build up your most holy faith. We are building our most holy faith in the spirit. Maliku Sharadabai. Zikadalagabrantaya. Malinkoto Brontosto. We are ascending in the spirit. Ikotokabrantakadai. Makatekete. Mokutokobrantakadias. Iketeketeke Brentes. Zikadalagabrantakadom Prades. Zikadalagabrantakataika. Zifranta katai kataika alinko toloko pronto konto ikataka brantas zifranta kadoste iparadaika ikapradaika zifranta kadabaika in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah amen you know what if we keep on practicing this I tell you, it will be very easy for us to pick up the frequency of the Spirit of God. All that it takes is for you to just consistently do and practice this. See, before you do anything, you study your Bible, before you even start praying, engage yourself in a spirit. Praying in tongues until you feel light in your spirit, in your heart. And as... I said, I think last two days or last yesterday, when we're having a, a seekers hour, the one hour prayer, I said something that the Spirit of God oh, finds expression in our hearts. So the state or the posture of your heart determines what you receive. Today, I think I shared that on a platform. The posture of your heart determines what you receive. He says, if you will believe in your heart and you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Receiving the gift of salvation is determined on your heart, whether you believe. Likewise, for you to also have the Holy Spirit partner with you, it all comes down to your heart. Psalm 51. The Bible says, the David said in verse 10, 11, down what he says, Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Look at this. So it's all dependent on the heart. If the heart isn't right, there's no way 
you can what? Entertain the Holy Spirit because it becomes the sanctuary where the Holy Spirit dwells. So when we read Psalm 24, it said, Who can stand before the Lord or in his holy hell? And it comes down and it says that he who has not what sinned or has not bowed down to any what idol or anyone who has not what uh, who has a clean hands and has a pure heart. So your heart is very important. The state of your heart. So we are going to pray once again. You are saying that. Holy Spirit, touch my heart. Break my heart. Realign my heart to the part that you want to speak to. In the name of Jesus. Work on my heart. Liberate me. Break and mold my heart. From the stony heart into the fleshy heart that can receive the word. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice in prayer. Beko faradaiga, zifala dakai ko paradaiga, iku to shadabranta. Spirit of a living God, work on our hearts, 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 work on our hearts. In the name of Jesus, zifranta kadai, adigus adigadai, adigus adigadagai. Adigus adigadagai, resetende lekebrentes, zifata kadosata branta, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Amen, and Amen. We are praying our last prayer that we will enter into Bible studies and teaching. I want you to say this after me. If you can hear me, just type. I can hear you. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of life i thank you for your mighty wondrous work in my life this is the day that you have made for me i will rejoice in it say this holy spirit i avail myself to you touch me touch my eyes let my eyes see touch my ears let my ear hear Touch my heart. Let me perceive what you want me to perceive as we dive into the word and as I hear your word. In the name of Jesus, let my life never be the same. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to lift up your voice and pray this prayer in the next two minutes as we prepare to enter into I mean, the word to understand the mysteries of the word. Kadiko Safadai, Ileke Tukubrantastai, Zefaradadaika, Molo Brondos Koto Brondos, Zefranta Kadabrandastai, Eko Toto Baradadaika, Zefranta Kadus Shadadadabai, Rakata Brandai, Zefrata Kados, Zefrata Kataya. Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see. Your word, the part of the word that is written concerning me. Open my ears to hear the sure word. Liberate my heart to perceive what you want me to know. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe we are all blessed. If you can hear me, just type, I am blessed tonight. I am blessed tonight. Uh, bow down your heads and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your will. That is always great and wonderful. As we are gathered to hear your word, let the word bring forth light, bring forth understanding to a simple, bring about liberation. Let it be an encounter with you, Holy Spirit. Open us into the dimensions of the Spirit and groom us into perfect vessels to demonstrate your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You are blessed tonight. I want to welcome everyone. I believe in the month of the Acts of the Spirit or the dealings of the Spirit with us, there are a lot of things that we need to understand. So when we say the Holy Spirit, what comes to mind? We have two words joined together. I mean, holy and the Spirit. When we say something is holy, is pure, without blemish, something sacred. When we say spirit, I mean, definitely something that uh, we cannot perceive with our hands or touch with our hands. I mean, it's spirit, it's not physical. But when we say the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is part of the Trine God of the Trinity. So God chooses to express Himself as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? And they're all personalities. But depending on the expression of God, we see the move and the manifestation as such. When you read John, 1 John chapter um, 5, verse 6 downwards, makes us understand that there are three that bears witness in heaven. Okay, we just clarified that it says that the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is a personality. The Holy Spirit is a personality. Now, the last thing that I mean, we should come to know, or the last thing that Jesus said that we should be able to have understanding of is the promise of the Holy Spirit. And I believe the last words or the last wishes of any man or woman or any person is supposed to be taken with all seriousness. The Bible says that when Jesus was ascended when he died and he resurrected uh, he visited the disciples showing i mean the signs infallible proofs that he is alive the bible says that he was teaching them pertaining to the things of the kingdom the kingdom that makes you and i free makes you and i special when he was done and he was about to go the bible says that Jesus told his disciples in Acts. When you read Acts chapter 1 verse, I mean, I think verses 1 to 11. It says that they should not what? Rush. 
but they should wait and tarry until the Holy Spirit has come upon them. And if the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they can go out to what? All ends of the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. It is because of the enablement, the work, the acts of the Holy Spirit in them. So you might be saying, why do I need the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit equips, the Holy Spirit enables you to do and to walk in the purpose that God has given to you. Yes, you have that purpose. It has been written that you might be probably a doctor, you might be probably maybe a king, a prophet, I mean a deliverer, I mean a restorer. But without the Holy Spirit giving you the strength, enablement, the wisdom, the direction, you will miss it. You will miss it. So I want us to um, look at something um, in Acts. In Acts. In Acts. In Acts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Acts chapter. Let's look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. The book of Acts chapter 1. The book of Acts chapter 1. If. We are there. We're going to read. Now, it's a very um, short passage. I'm going to read it and we are going to dive deeper. It says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. I want us to note this. Of all that Jesus, I want you to know that, began to do, both to do and to teach. I want you to take note of that. Jesus demonstrated what he taught. He, he began to what? Do and to teach. Not by his strength, but by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, the verse 2 says, Until the day in which he was taken up after, he through the Holy Spirit, you see that, had given command meant to the apostles who he had chosen you see so one we realize that jesus after his resurrection began to do and to teach i mean in fact it was something that he was doing earlier he would say i do nothing unless i see the father do and he was full of the spirit because the holy spirit had rested upon him after the baptism of john the baptist so, as Christians, as followers of Christ, as descendants, I mean, of Christ, as heirs of the kingdom, whatever we do, we need to make sure that we have the backing of the Holy Spirit. If it is studying, if it is, I mean, traveling, if it is even eating, we need to come to a place where we engage the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Whether to, I mean, pray at a particular time, what book to read, who to associate with, 
you need to engage the Holy Spirit. He said, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, gave commandments. So the ability to even give, you need to be led by the Spirit. See, and even to be able to choose the apostles, he needed a Spirit of God in him. So in your choice, in your decision-making, are you making it based on your strength, based on statistics, or are you doing based by the Spirit of God? Your heart is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And as a result of that, He will prompt you on things in your decision. He will prompt your, your thought pattern. He will influence your thought pattern. It will influence your desires. So if your desire falls in line with the Holy Spirit, you realize that you start walking in a path of righteousness. Hallelujah. So the verse 3, it says, To whom he also presented himself alive afterwards, his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during the 40 days and 40 nights, pertaining to the kingdom, of God, he started teaching. But Jesus did present himself. Now the question is, a lot of Christians claim to know Jesus, but how many have had a one-on-one -on -one encounter, have understood a personal understanding of Jesus? They hear about Jesus, they read about Jesus, but how many of them know Jesus? The revelation of Jesus comes by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot appreciate the word. So Jesus says something that there are many things that he wants to say. He wants to reveal concerning the Father, concerning the kingdom of God, concerning himself. But he cannot do that unless the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit, the helper or the advocate comes in. Because he is the spirit of truth. So for revelation, for direction and understanding, it is the Holy Spirit that gives it. And affirms every single word that we read. For us to have that clarity. So somebody can say, I have been reading the Bible, I'm not understanding it. It's because you are not reading it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Because it was given by the Spirit. It says, and the commandments that Jesus gave to the apostles was through the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. Through the Holy Spirit. So holy men were inspired by the Holy Spirit. You see, they were inspired. They were inspired. Now, when you jump to the verse 5, of Acts chapter 1. It says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is Jesus's, I mean, command them. That yes, you've had a baptism. Yes, you are a child of God, but you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The emphasis was made. This statement here tells that we have 
the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one making us know that there is a personality of the Holy Spirit. Yes, there is a father. He said, I'm going to my father's house. He's the same God that says that I am also going to make sure that whilst I go, I will not make you orphan. So we have God revealing himself in the person of Jesus, Father, and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not just a myth, it's real. Okay. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit gives. And look at what the verse 8 of the Acts chapter 1 says. It says, But you shall receive one power. How? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In other words, you will receive the enablement to accomplish whatever you have been calling to when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So as a child of God, if you are believing to write a book by your connection through the blood, you have received the Holy Spirit's gift. That is the power to write. If it is to I mean, study, you already have that power which is given to you through the Holy Spirit. To travel, to marry, to start a business, to even speak the way you are supposed to speak eloquently. It is the Holy Spirit that gives that power. And if it's the Holy Spirit that gives that power or comes upon you for you to have that power, it means you, we need to invest a lot of time knowing the personality of the Holy Spirit, having fellowship with the Holy Spirit, making sure that whatever the Holy Spirit wants us to do and is prompting us to do, we take it very serious. Okay. So, uh, it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. To be a witness, you need a power. You need a backing by the Holy Spirit. We just don't get out to even go and witness. You don't just step out and just say, I'm going to start a business. What is backing you? What is backing you? I mean, in a casual world, I mean, when you are trying to start a business, you need the uh, registration. You need to register it for it to be formally known by the authorities or the government or the local government or the regulatory bodies. You need to have the standards, I mean, the certificates to prove. And these will back you. How much more in a world where we are not dealing with mere men or mere women, people are consulting certain things. In our times, it's very common people come out and they just, I mean, vocally say that they are witches. I mean, and they are proud. Witchcraft is being celebrated. Occultism is being normalized. I mean, we have all kinds of people coming out saying all kinds of things. In our workplace, in our society, competition with all kinds of spirits. So what backs us? What are you going into that business with? In that university, 
in that institution what are you going there with are you just going there with yourself with your strength or are you going there by your backing that is the power of the holy spirit scripture says that it's not by might and it's not by power but by the spirit of god we can accomplish so we need the holy spirit to stop certain desires we need the holy spirit to be focused we need the holy spirit to head towards the destination that we are going to in life we need the holy spirit Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot survive. Without the Holy Spirit, we will die and miss our blessing. Amen. So I want us to um, open our Bibles to John chapter 14, verse 16 to 18. And um, John chapter 16, verse 5 to 7 us to have an understanding of the Holy Spirit. We're just looking scripturally why the Holy Spirit. Uh, John chapter 14 verse 16, um, it talks about Jesus speaking to his disciples. Um, it says, John chapter 14 verse 16, and I will pray the Father. This is Jesus making mention of the Father. Look at this. I will pray to the Father and He will give you, that is us, another helper that He may abide with you forever. Now, the Bible, if the Bible is yours, I want you to analyze, I will pray the Father. Secondly, I want you to analyze, He will give. And thirdly, another helper. And the last one, may abide with you forever see for the holy spirit to come or to have that entrance the bible says that jesus said i have to pray it's a promise but he prayed it that i have to pray the father so it's a prayer to the father and the bible says that and after the prayer is done, he give, he will give you. So the Holy Spirit was given to us by God as a gift. He said, Holy Spirit was given to us as a helper, not a destroyer. So if Jesus has asked the Father to give us a helper, that means that we need to invest more time in that relationship with that helper. The helper is helper. Helper in, in studying, helper in praying, helper in sleeping, helper in traveling, helper in understanding things that are strange. It is the helper. Counselor, I mean, teacher, comforter. He is our helper. So anything that it comes to your mind when it comes to help definitely not sin because he's holy so it says he has given us the holy spirit to be our helper and if he's a helper whatever that you are struggling with you need to come to him 
The moment you start acknowledging the Holy Spirit, He becomes real to you. He becomes very real. He's a real person. And He says that He may abide with you forever. Forever. See this. So the Holy Spirit is with us forever. He's going to be with us. And we are in the dispensation of the Spirit of God. We had a dispensation of God. We have the dispensation of Jesus. Jesus moved through the surface of the earth. But the Bible says that. And in the verse 17, let's read the verse 17. It said, The Spirit of truth, look at this. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He knows everything. That is why he can help. Whom the world receives, who the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The difference is this. The reason why the Holy Spirit is with you and will dwell in you is because you believed in Jesus. Jesus is the way that the Holy Spirit will use to have fellowship with you. So the moment you start refusing that status in Christ through sin, the Holy Spirit gradually steps out. So sometimes most people lose the touch of the Spirit of God. When they start losing the touch with the Word, start, I mean, losing touch with what God wants them to do. Whatever that God wants us to do is in His Word. If we feel in our love for the Word, for Jesus, for God, I mean, naturally we cause the Holy Spirit to grieve. He's a person, a person, he has a feeling. Okay, so we need to also what? Make sure that we take note of that. And by, I mean, appreciating the Word and making sure that the Word is exalted in you, it comes to dwell, dwell in you. So the more you start paying heed to the Word, following and praying and engaging the Holy Spirit, it becomes real. It becomes real. It's like in a relationship, both parties need to what? Communicate. The more you communicate, the more you ask questions, the more he also answers, the more he reveals himself. So it's a journey. You don't take one day. It's a journey. It says he will abide with you forever. It's a journey that you need to take and endeavor with the Holy Spirit. But for those in the world, because they don't believe in Jesus, I mean, the Holy Spirit is distant. He is with them, but he's not what, I mean, prominent in their life. So some people will have, I mean, the desire to do certain things. And you wonder how are they able to do it if they have the Holy Spirit? See, the, the deeper the relationship with the Holy Spirit, the harder it becomes for you to do certain things. Holy Spirit will convict you. Even after doing, He will convict you to the point that you have no peace of yours. Because He is indwelling in you. Now, Jesus said in the verse 18, uh, um, John chapter 14, verse 18, 
I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So when Jesus was leaving, in the Acts chapter 1, when he was ascended, he was leaving, he said, I will not leave you like that. I will send you another helper, another comforter. So I don't know what you are going through in life. Maybe family are not around. Maybe you are alone in a city, in a foreign land. Maybe you are going through certain storms in life and you feel that giving up. I just want to assure you, you have a helper. You have a helper. You have a comforter. You have an advocate. An advocate is the Holy Spirit. He wants to have fellowship with you. He was given to you and I to take care of us. If a father will always love to see the best interest of their child, or if a mother will want to see the best interest of their child, how much more the Spirit of God that the father was so generous to allow us to have to keep us whilst Jesus is no more on it. Jesus knew. I mean, look at this. Jesus was walking on earth. The disciples were eating. I mean, he will bless food, he will multiply. But he said, I am going to a place you cannot come there now. But in my absence, I am bringing to you a helper, a guardian who will be with you. When you are emotionally down, that person will be there to comfort you, to strengthen you. When you are afraid, he will come around and encourage you and give you the boldness to face whatever you are facing. When you are in doubt, he will give you clarity because he's the spirit of truth. You see? So the Holy Spirit is a helper. It doesn't matter what you are doing. All you need to do is build that relationship. So most people don't have that relationship, so they struggle to understand. They know about the Holy Spirit, but they haven't yet developed it themselves. And I believe it's it's high time, especially in the season that we are entering into. Things will be hard. Things will be tough. Things will be scary. But those who know their God, who know the Spirit, those who know that God is spirit and where the spirit of God is, there's liberation. They will be at peace. When they know that the spirit of God is with them, they already have liberation. When the, the markets, I mean, prices are escalated, you don't get afraid, you don't get anxious, you don't panic. Because you know the Holy Spirit is with you and He's going to liberate you from any kind of what? Uncertainty. He will give you that confidence. When people are murmuring, when people are complaining, you are at peace. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit with you. He took the Holy Spirit upon the early church to be able to what? Have that peace of mind to even share the gospel. Look at this. They are sharing the gospel they are being persecuted. They are being killed. Some were, I mean, uh, crucified. Some were killed by a lion. Some were touched. I mean, they were set on fire. 
but it is not what put fear in them. Now we have all kinds of I mean, diseases all around, viruses, I mean, COVID, one, two, three, five, around. We hear of rumors of war. But as a child of God, should these things put fear into you? No. He said, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of sound man. But you know what? If you will step out, if you say that, okay, I will not spend time fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, getting to know the Holy Spirit, or even focusing on God's presence or His Word, you will open up yourself. And when you open up yourself, all kinds of things will come in. As I said, we are sanctuary, we are vessels. So you will choose the type of vessels you want to become. Whether you want to be a vessel to host demons, to host evil spirit, or to host the Holy Spirit, that will make you so holy that evil will find it difficult to come in your dwelling place. It's the Holy Spirit that will transform you. The Holy Spirit is going to transform you. I want us to open our Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans, the book of Romans. After Acts, we jump to Romans. Romans chapter 12, and I think I'll end here with this one. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Look at this. That is your service, to present yourself. But for you to present yourself, it starts by what? And do not conform to this well. So for you not to conform to the world, it is done by the Holy Spirit convicting you. It says, when the Spirit of truth comes, you will convict the world of sin so that you will not conform. How will you know that this is wrong and this is right? The Holy Spirit will prompt you will deal on your conscience. Yes, it is not written in the Bible what you are trying to say, you are doing, you are justifying. But your conscience will beat you you know deep down that this isn't right. It's the Holy Spirit. And it says, But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. By the renewing of the mind. So it's the Holy Spirit that brings about transformation. Somebody will read the Bible, but there won't be any transformation. Because you are just reading it carnally. But when the Holy Spirit sets in, He will bring about that conviction. He says, He will deal with you on all fronts. He will deal with you on all fronts. So, as I said, the Holy Spirit is God expressed in a different personality. God expressed in a different personality. Acts chapter 5, verse, I mean, 3 to 4. Uh, it's a wonderful story that makes us understand that in the early church, 
there was a man called Ananias and his wife Sapphira, and they were supposed to sell and bring their produce of their, I mean, selling of their land, their property to the church so that it will be a blessing to the kingdom and to the people within the kingdom of God. But they lied. So Peter said, Why have you, I mean, allowed Satan to fill your heart to lie to what the Holy Spirit? And there was instant watch judgment. Talking about, I mean, the personality of the Holy Spirit. He has feelings. He has feelings. So we need to know that the Holy Spirit is a personality. He is there. And if we will engage the Holy Spirit, I told you, there's nothing that we cannot do. He will work in us and He will work around us. So the first thing, before we start even experiencing miracles outside, the miracle starts with us when we receive the Holy Spirit. He will work in us, on your heart, on your behavior, on your tolerance level. Maybe you used to have issues in resting in rage, anger, and reacting to everything, speaking anyhow, at the end you regret. Maybe you are the type that you've been having difficulties in focusing and in working in righteousness. The Holy Spirit will help you with that. Maybe you have challenges in self-control. The Holy Spirit will help you in that. And it will be about dealing with itself. So He will convict you. He will help you in making you the best version that God has already made you. Then, as you become, He is also what? Giving you the enablement, the power. So you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So whilst He is working on you, and he is down working on you. He gives you the power. You realize that now you are able to do. You are able to accomplish. You are able to do things that will bring great things. Carry great exploits. So today I believe. Um, with a little bit that we have learned. About the Holy Spirit. We would come to a place where we know that anytime that we pray we have somebody close to us by the name of the Holy Spirit that will hold us and comfort us 